Hey, it's Arrow inside the Future Home Podcast Studio. Tom Duncan connects you to the stories of modern day technology and how smart homes and devices are changing our everyday. If you're into technology, if you're an inventor or a business that's promoting technology, you need to be on this podcast. Get in touch with me, Arrow, A R R O E C at gmail.com. Future Home, the podcast on all digital platforms. All right, it's time for Pod Crashing, episode number 91 with Ariel Duhame Ross from the podcast Vice News reports. It's a weekly investigative series covering critical news subjects from around the world. Vice's extensive global network of diverse, award-winning journalists offers rare access audio that brings the listener directly into the story, unlike any other program. It's unique reporting that sticks out from the biggest news stories in the world right into the underreported. We are unplugged and totally uncut with Ariel from Vice News Reports. I'm doing just fine. How are you, Arrow? Fantastic. I want to congratulate you on Vice News Reports because you continue to grow in journalism and you're taking people with you, which is just unbelievable because this is a new age of connection and you are a leader in it. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. Yeah, I think we, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, what did you feel in that moment of creating this? Because, I mean, we're, we're both so used to newsrooms and the way that we, you know, we're programmed and all that kind of stuff. But with this, I mean, you're, you're taking it to a different level. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Um, I am extremely proud of the work that we are doing right now with Vice News Reports. I think it is the kind of podcast that I've been dreaming about. The one that combines both, you know, news stories that really keep you in the know, but also that just take you directly to a moment, to an event, very much a documentary style news show. Um, And I do think that that actually does uh, fill a hole that's been missing in this landscape. Very much so. Yeah, because you're doing it in a long form that physically paints a picture inside my imagination as a listener. It's it's almost and when when I sit there and I listen to it and I experience it, I I'm not sitting here in Charlotte, North Carolina when your when your podcast is on. I'm where you are. Yeah, I mean that's really what we're trying to do, right? I mean I think in in season one we did an episode called the the NBA bubble, um, and it was about. Uh, you know, it was we gave some microphones to some NBA athletes, one NBA athlete and one WNBA athlete, and we had them record themselves within this this pandemic bubble that they were in over a period of weeks. And what you end up getting is this really intimate look at something that is very much in the news, in the zeitgeist. Um, so I, you know, hearing you say that, that that is exactly what we're going for. Don't you love the way that podcasting has grown in the way of, you know, 12 years ago when I started doing podcasting, people are like doing your what, your what? But with you, I mean, when you get to go inside the bubble, they, they hear that word podcasting and they get it and they know they're going to be a part of something. Yeah, they get it. And I also feel like they get that they're going to get a better chance of having their own message come across. I think that, you know, having worked in TV, having worked on in print as well, um, there is always uh, a little bit more editing that happens. I think podcasting really gives you more of a sense of what a, a given individual within an episode is really trying to say. It's interesting that you bring that up with the editing and stuff like that, because last week uh, um, the people over there at Spreaker and stuff like that were writing out to the people going, how long does it take for you to produce an episode? And, I'm going, and I, my answer was, was truthful, when it's done. That, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to rush anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it takes a while. And don't get me wrong, we do quite a bit of editing on our end as well. Um, Episodes do take a while. 
Um, and so in some ways, some of what we're doing is anticipating the news. Um, but I think that uh, I, I still I stand by the fact that I think that people really get a chance to to say what they want to say and what they need to say in this specific format. And that's the beauty of it. That's why I fell in love with podcasting. And Ariel, you do it in a way that says this is the way we are putting our signature out there because when you listen to vice news report and then you, you put it and you cover the story where state prison riot, I mean, I mean, my God, you're experiencing it in real time. Who does that? You do. And I, and I went for the walk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the entire concept really taking you to where the news is happening, giving these people a chance to really listen to that stuff. And, and some of it is, you know, we're using audio that people have recorded of themselves, which is, you know, one way. It's not just a pandemic turnaround. It's also a way to get really intimate tape. Um, and also we have really, really talented producers that are going all over the world, gathering these stories um, and really, really making sure that you are transported. That's, you know, there's nothing more intimate than having that stuff directly into your earballs. What is it like for you to have a team? Because you know how podcasting is these days. A lot of people jump into it where they are the promoter, the producer, the talent, and everything else afterwards. And But you've got that team that's surrounding you. Uh, it's really nice. Um, it, listen, I am extremely fortunate uh, to have such talented individuals working with me all the time. Uh, it's nice to not feel alone in this. And I do realize that in, in the podcasting landscape as a whole, that is definitely an outlier. Um but I guess the, the upside of all of that is that it really, you know, we get to work on multiple episodes at a time. You know, while I, I was in Brazil a few weeks ago uh, making an upcoming episode, and while I was doing that, you know, re- reporting on a climate change story in Brazil, the rest of my team was working on other episodes for season two. And, and that is, I feel very, very fortunate that that is at all possible for us. The podcast we're talking about is Vice News Report. Don't you love this new age of connection that, that really you're not speaking to a group of people, but rather one-on-one? It's like when I, li- when I listen to it, I'm in here in, in the studio all by myself, and, and it's the way that you share the story that you're saying, I get you're by yourself, so let, let's have a conversation. There's something about just being able to go about your daily life while also consuming this particular medium that it, it becomes integrated in your life, right? I don't go on a walk without listening to a podcast. I, I, you know, if I'm walking my dog, I'm listening to a podcast. So I think that that is, uh, that is a true, a huge benefit of, of this particular format. All right. Now I'm going to ask you a podcast, a podcast question. Okay. Podcaster to podcaster. Do you ever, and have you ever gotten caught listening to your show? And you have to explain that, look, I have to be out here with real people experiencing it because if I'm not comfortable with it, how do I expect listeners to be comfortable with it? Oh, God. I mean, oh, that's, so, that's such an interesting question. I absolutely have to listen to multiple cuts of each episode, listening to myself constantly. Uh, I don't think I've been caught listening to my own show <laughs> in that sense. I mean, you know, I, I only recently moved to podcasting in, at, towards the end of 2019 in July. But prior to that, I was working in August. Prior to that, I was working in TV. So maybe it's just that I haven't been around long enough uh, to really speak to that. Just recently in Brazil, for the first time, I got voice recognized, um, and that was my first time ever having that experience. So maybe talk to me in a few years, and we'll see. But don't you like that 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 transitional period of because you know you said you come from television and you're into podcasting now through your personal inflection and storytelling, you're painting the pictures in a different way so that we can see what you experienced. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a different way of when I'm out in the field, it is a completely different way of interacting with my environment because all of a sudden now I have to describe things, which you would never do in video because, you know, you happen to have a camera with you. It's uh, it's very strange to suddenly be like, and I'm holding this object and this is what it looks like. It's a completely different exercise that very much, uh, I would say, employs a different part of my brain. Um, and it's challenging. And it is absolutely wonderful. One of the things that I find very inspiring is is maybe it's a mantra that you guys live by, the ethical pitfalls of our connected lives. That says so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we actually have an episode that, that speaks to that uh, coming up in season two. We, season two launches on February 11th, by the way. <laughs> I really feel like I need to mention that. Um, but we are um, covering the military's relationship with video games. Um, and how throughout the years, the military, the U.S. military has made its own video games, for instance, and they are now streaming on Twitch. They have these esports teams and they're streaming on Twitch and they're interacting with very young people. And so what does that mean, right, to have uh, the U.S. military doing outreach to young people in the hopes that those, those young people eventually will sign up for the military itself? You know, that, now they, they are reaching young kids in their bedrooms. What does that mean, right? These are the kinds of things that we need to be talking about and thinking about. That's that's absolutely so true because you're reaching people in all, you know, it's so amazing how people from around the world will reach back and you're going, what, what? I'm so used to local radio. What, 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 why are you talking to me? Who is this again? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. The different ways that people can connect right now, it is, it is astounding. And that is a wonderful thing. And, And I think that in many ways, technology has, uh, has been a hugely helpful thing during this pandemic as people feel more and more isolated. Um, but I do think that we need to also think about the the ethics of that and the challenges of that and, and what kind of impact that has on the way that we relate to others. The podcast we're talking about is Vice News Report, which is heard on iHeartRadio and several different uh, platforms. So so one of the things I got to give you a big compliment on is that I've always believed in the future reader, the future listener. You you don't timestamp it in the way of saying, hey, look, this is 2021. I don't I, you don't make me feel old or anything like that when when you share your stories. It's like it's happening in the in the birth of right now. Mm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think we're trying to be really, really current, but I also think that, you know, you can go back and listen to episodes of season one and feel like this is still going to add value. Um, I think that these stories aren't just about the right now. We try and broaden them out to sort of let people come to their own conclusions. Even right now, you can you can listen to, to what we've previously done, and, and I think it will definitely uh, be useful to you. Yeah, I, I think we're, we're trying to make stuff that's going to... Um, you know, I don't know how how it'll sound five years from now, but I certainly hope that it will still um, feel like it was worth making. You were talking about, you know, how you like to grab sounds from from the people that you're you're sharing the story with and stuff like that. And right away, I'm I'm starting to think, it, because of the way that you share the story and share the experience, Ariel, is there a side of your journalism or your your creative mind that wants to reach out to those who did storm the Capitol just to find out what's the story here? Wait, I I need something deeper here to understand why so much passion was put into this. Oh, definitely. I mean, I I think. I would, would like to think that most journalists feel this way. There are very few people that I would never talk to, right? I think what matters is the way that you um, present that conversation and that you add context to that conversation. But I want to hear from everybody. I don't I, – <laughs> and honestly, I think especially with podcasting, a certain amount of empathy 
And a certain amount of open-mindedness is a requirement if you're going to host a podcast. Um, because you are going to be talking to a whole bunch of people who come from different walks of life. And that is, you know, you, you got to be willing to do that. You got to love it. And uh, I love it. You're absolutely right about that because, you know, one, one of the things that I've loved about, about podcasting is the fact that when you wake up in the day, it's like, okay, what's going to happen that I can become a part of, that I can share? I mean, because I was there when Ronald Reagan was shot. I was there during the space shuttle, the, the 9-11. And, and as a broadcaster, all of a sudden you become a communicator. Don't you feel that when you're doing Vice News Report? Yeah, absolutely. I, listen, I come from a background of science reporting. That is actually what I'm trained in doing. Um, and when you uh, enter the field of science communication, of science reporting, science journalism, that is all that you are talked about is how do you communicate with people? How do you act as a medium between these scientists, these experts, and, and the public? How do you translate what these experts are saying to the public? I think people are much more familiar with the field of science journalism because of what has been going on in 2020 and now in 2021. Um, but for me, this idea of communicating to the public, trying to not just explain, but also relate to them, really get in, in the mind of like, what is it that people need to know right now? How can I make sure that I'm answering those questions? Um, that is a crucial, crucial part of my job that I take very, very seriously. Well, you've got that bachelor's degree in zoology. Do you ever look at the world and say, yep, biggest zoo in the world right here, humans? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, no, seriously, I very much view the human species as a species. I view us as an animal among other animals. Um, and that is, uh, that has never, I think it's, it's sort of an ecologist approach. I studied zoology, but... It's an ecologist approach, right? We are part of an environment. We interact with that environment. We interact with other animals. And um, we have maybe an outsized uh, influence on, on this world right now. But I, that is very much how I think you, you have to approach some of this stuff sometimes. And I find a lot of beauty in that. I really, really enjoy thinking about who we are as, as another animal interacting in this world. When you bring Vice Vice News Report forward, it, you also have to think like a business person. There's a business side of podcasting. How important are those numbers, and does that control the stories that you're about ready to put out there? Because, you know, we all get addicted to reading the analytics and stuff like that, or we think that we know what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> I have spent uh, most of my career in journalism very much ignoring those numbers. And listen, again, this, this, I think I'm very fortunate in that I have had many bosses that have allowed me to do that, um, that have very much encouraged me to not pay attention to those things. And that is extremely the, the position that I am in with Vice News Reports. Uh, Kate Osborne, who happens to be running the, the Vice audio team, um, has told me, I'm not going to talk to you about numbers. If you ask, like, maybe we can have a conversation about that. But like, I'm just do your thing. Um, and being able, and I'm sure she's thinking about them because she's taking care of the business side of things. But I don't have to think about that. I just have to think about whether we are making good stories. Um, and that is the only thing that I care about. And, and I hope that I can maintain that attitude throughout my career because while I think that numbers obviously power this industry, um, sometimes thinking about that too much can color the way that you report on certain stories. It can color your choices about which stories that you're going to report on. 
And sometimes some stories are too important to think about numbers. One of the things that's very inspiring is that I, I'm a broadcast instructor. I've been doing it since 1988. And and what in and, and listening to your episodes of Vice News Report is that I'm hearing the Gen Xers. I'm hearing the millennials. And and see, that's that's we, we're taking journalism forward. And, and I'm so proud of you for opening that door for these guys. No, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, I think it's no surprise and, and no secret that Vice as a whole is a company that has a lot of young people working there. Um, I think maybe not as young as some people think, um, <laughs> but cer- certainly, certainly maybe younger compared to your CNNs or, or your MSNBCs or whatnot. Um, and so, yes, that does open up uh, the way that, that, that does color the way that we approach certain stories that does uh, also color our audience, the people who are listening to us. And I think it's important to just remember that, that young people have a really interesting perspective, have a really interesting experience of the world, um, and that there is value in that. Um, and, and also that, that young people are still, are not still, young people are extremely confident as well uh, and can do really fantastic reporting. So many noses are buried in their smartphones trying to get news stories by going to local newspapers or they're doing the national news sites and stuff like that. We all know that news is very complex, but you have a way of simplifying the story. How do you open that door so that we can all understand what it is that you're trying to paint for us? Um, you know, I think that so internally we do a lot of group listens. We really try and make sure that people who haven't worked on the story listen to these episodes and comment on them ask questions. So we use the larger Vice audio team as a sounding board. And so if you haven't worked on a story, you come in cold, you listen to it, and you get to say, hey, I didn't get this part. Hey, I I don't know what's happening here. Why is this music happening at this moment? (laughs) Who is this character? I need more information about this one thing. Those those moments are so valuable for us. God, I thought I was a perfectionist. I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I very much um, am in love with the group listen idea. Um, that said, I think it's, it's very much just trying to, to have an open mind approaching every single episode and saying, hey, what are we missing right now? Are we actually explaining these things? And also using audio that is taken in the field. I cannot stress that enough. We are constantly gathering news that was, you know, we're not just talking to each other. Uh, it, it, is, it is very much we're going out, we're talking to individuals, we're gathering news in, out in the world and then bringing it back and then working with that as well. And that, I think, adds an extra level of understanding, right? If you can hear a person's emotion as they're going through some, some really difficult event, um, that's going to be much more powerful and much easier to understand than if I'm just some talking head trying to explain what's going on <laughs> on the ground. I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you. Uh, Thank you. You, you got to come back to this show anytime in the future, Ariel. The door is always going to be open for you. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me on. You bet. You'd be brilliant today, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and if you don't mind me saying again, the season two launches February 11th and the podcast drops every Thursday. But people need to go back there and listen to that season one too so they can get the true experience of what it is that you're doing. Absolutely. There is a, There are a ton of episodes to go back to and listen right now and they are absolutely still worth it. We have a three-part series about um, arming teachers in schools that is very much worth everyone's time. I love it. Have a brilliant day today. Thank you so much, Aaron. Take care.